Welcome to the Making Waves at Sea Level podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we will explore the interesting stories of business executives, entrepreneurs, and industry leaders who are shaking things up and growing their companies. It is time to make some waves. Now, here's your host, Tom Singer. Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of Making Waves at Sea Level, the podcast formerly known as Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Hey, I've had a lot of fun hosting this show. We're coming up on episode number 600. So if you have any great ideas uh, for guests that we should have on the show, be sure to reach out to me and let me know. I'm looking for people who are either CEOs or CFOs, CIOs, chief marketing officers, et cetera, of larger companies. But we also like to talk to those people who do business in and around smaller and mid-sized companies as well. And maybe it's not the people at the C-level. Maybe it's people who are uh, helping companies reach their highest levels of success. So feel free to reach out to me at any time, Tom, T-H-O-M, at TomSinger.com. Uh, but I will give you a little secret. Uh, I'm looking for those bigger companies. So if you're working for a, for a large company and your CEO or other C-level executive is awesome, uh, just let me know that in the subject line. Like my CEO is awesome would be a, a thing that would catch my attention probably. Uh, so today we are going to talk about how do you get noticed online? How do you have that online presence? Whether you're a small micro business, whether you're a medium sized business, a growth oriented business, or really it's probably the same thing for these large companies. And today we're going to talk to a new friend of mine. We're going to talk to Teresa Touchstone, and she is the owner and CEO of Blue Bonnet Visual Branding. And what she does is she helps those small and mid-sized companies. She helps them increase their online awareness. And we just had one of those little, you know, chats, get to know each other calls the other day. Uh, she saw me speak at uh, an event where I was sort of the featured keynote speaker. And she reached out to me and said, hey, let's talk. And we did. And while we were talking, and, and you've all done these Let's grab coffee talks, although now we do it by Zoom. You make coffee in your house. I make coffee in my house. And we have that conversation. And usually, you know, you just have a nice get to know somebody chat. I learned so much in 30 minutes that I immediately said, I have to have you on the show just because of some of the tips she gave me, even without hiring her. I actually was able to do some things that will probably help my online awareness. So I said, will you come share these tips with the world? And she said, yes, let's do it tomorrow. And as you know, I love people who are like, you know, ready to go. So here we are. Teresa, welcome to Making Waves at Sea Level. Hi, Tom. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm very grateful. No, I'm, I'm glad that you're here. So let's really quickly recap. I know you kind of started your career working in the health and fitness world, working for like uh, Gold's Gym, helping them do marketing and promote themselves. And clearly you did a great job because we've all heard of Gold's Gym, right? Yes, everybody knows who Gold's Gym is. That's for sure. They are the big dog in the gym industry. And and you worked locally helping them promote themselves. And uh, this was probably kind of pre-internet, if not pre-internet, certainly early days of internet, right? Early days of internet. Yeah, early 2000s. Okay. So um, it, it was a different uh, challenge without the internet being so robust as it is now. But we figured it out. A lot of in-person things we, we did, um, a lot of promotional um, experiences that we provided. So it, it was a great base to get started for sure. Well, and that's probably set you up to see a lot of changes in the world of, of social media and Google and everything else, right? 
Oh my, by, by far, yes. How the world has, just in the last five years, how, how the internet and um, social media and being found online has changed. Well, and, and previous to five years ago, social media used to be social. And uh, it seems now like it's a lot more broadcast, but we can talk a little bit about that in a minute. So when did you make the switch over to having your own business and, and starting Blue Bonnet Virtual Branding? So um, it was almost seven years ago. In April, it'll be seven years um, I was, I had a friend that I, I'm also a massage therapist by trade. So I had a friend that was looking to bring a clinic back into Austin from Idaho. And she approached me about it. And I was like, I'm not really sure, but let's look at what you got. And she wasn't really ready to, um, to, to become a franchise. But so, but then we kind of got bit by the bug, me and my business partner, and we were like, let's buy a business. <laughs> so we just we just started um, searching for what would the best platform for us. Um, I needed something creative. I needed something where you help people. And when I, come, I came across this dealership, I was like, this is it. This is the thing I need to do. And so we purchased the dealership and the rest has been history ever since. We have been extremely pleased with um, the growth of the business and how it has has changed and evolved. So um, we started with indoor digital billboards. It was um, in Austin. It was a hard sell because Austin's very technical and everybody I approached was like, oh, I can do that myself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just give me a big screen TV and a laptop and I'll have a digital billboard. Yeah, exactly. But I was always like, well, there's so much more in depth behind it, you know, to to get to push the content and to be able to change the content. So um, that was really our our lead into providing um, marketing for small to medium sized businesses. And it was really local, hyper local. Um, And then over the years, the the company has just broad had a broad reach to expand and to grow into other areas of marketing services. And so we moved into the digital marketing services and we now offer a full suite of services to increase your online awareness. Because right now this is so important for all businesses because people are not driving around looking for you. People are going online and Googling. And so it is so important for you to have a strong presence online. So yesterday when we had our phone conversation, we got talking about Google My Business, which, you know, you go into Google and you claim sort of a little bit of real estate about about your business. And I had done that like a decade ago. And you were talking to me about the power of actually utilizing that to help you be found online. And I decided to log back into Google My Business. And I I had like two pictures posted, no posts, no description of my company, just sort of my, it was just a thing that existed out there with with nothing. And I I took some of your advice and you told me not to do it all in one day, but to spread it out month by month. So I've, I've scheduled myself some time to work on it. But why don't you tell everybody, because we have a lot of people who are in growth oriented businesses who listen to this. And if you want to make waves in your company, you're gonna have to have that findability online. So let's just focus right now on Google My Business. What is it and why does a growth-oriented company or even a big company, why do they care? Well, Google My Business is the the platform that we lead with. It is the most important way to be found online. Um, Google is the king of search engines. 93% of all searches happen on Google. 
So um, Google has provided this tool called Google My Business. And what Google says is if you're using their tool, then they will give you preferential treatment and move you up in the search engine list organically. So so basically, if you use Google products, your Google juice has more power. (laughs) Yes. Yes. You want all the Google boost you can get for sure. And um, it's really amazing how just the simple little things that you can do with this platform can increase your online awareness. And the funny thing, there's two types of people that I come across and they're either the I've never heard of it. What is Google My Business? And they have not claimed their page. Or there's the other side. Yeah, I've heard of that. And somebody told me that like five years ago and I needed to do that. And so I went and I claimed my page and I put some pictures in there. That that sounds, that second one sounds really, really familiar. (laughs) Yes. Most people are the set it and forget it type. Like they went in in April of 2016, dropped in a bunch of pictures. Wow. Er Earlier than that. (laughs) <laughs> I, I think it showed like when I had done it and I didn't even know Google existed back when apparently I claimed the page. Well, you were way ahead of the curve then. That's for sure. Yeah, but I and did. But I did nothing with it. But for you did nothing. Well, you had nobody to give you guidance. And, you and, now, and now here Teresa is to give you me guidance. Allah. Here That's I right. am. All right. So let's let's go with this. Let's say it's a it's a growth oriented company. Uh, they have pretty good SEO. They get found. They show up for a couple of keywords here and there. They don't suck online, right? right? And uh they've claimed that page but they've never done anything with it. And so they're listening to this and they're like, "Thank God Tom had this topic on making waves at sea level. I'm going to go do something right now." What should they do? Yay! Okay, what you should do is the first step, well the first thing you should have is once you hit 100 pictures in your Google My Business page, Now you have increased your online presence by 20 fold for sure, because the pictures are very relevant to who you are and what you do. Do I want to go and post all 100 pictures today? No, no. Do not go out there today and go, oh, my gosh, Teresa told me I need 100 pictures. I better sit down and get to it. No, you want to spread that out. You want to start with about 20 pictures a month. And then um, from there, then you're going to, so you're just going to build your platform slowly. This is not an overnight quick fix. This isn't a plug and play. This is definitely something that takes time that you have to work at. And the more you work at it and the more you use it, then the more it works for you. So why do I want pictures on Google My Business? Why do I even care? The, the pictures are, are great for, to show who you are and what you do. Um, we're a very visual, humans are visual people. And so we like to see what it is that we're getting into. So when people go on to the Google My Business page, the pictures are at the very top. So most people just start clicking on the pictures. And then from there, they just work their way down the page to find what else you have relevant. And But the pictures are the first start because it is at the top of the page and it, it gives a lot of relevance to who you are because we are visual people. So one of the things that, that I noticed on there was that um, I noticed there was a, a line that said you could make posts. So it sort of sounded like, like social media. And there was like a little box where you could write something. But I really didn't know what to do. It's not like it's Instagram. It's not like people are scrolling this. So why do I want to make posts within Google My Business? And how often should I do that? 
Yes. So the posts, you're exactly right. It does look like a Facebook post or a Instagram post, but the posts aren't for people to see. It's for Google to see. Google spends its time all day long, 24-7, 365, reading the internet. Well, it's not like it's not like Google. It's not like Mr. Google is doing that. It's their algorithm, right? It's the algorithm. The algorithm is the secret to it all. And what the algorithm is today might not be in <laughs> the next month. So Google likes to keep it changing and keep mixing it up. But these posts, the important thing about the posts, you should be doing at least every three days, if not once a week. Um, so you, you need to be doing more rather than less. But the posts are for people to see. They are for Google to read and see. And so your post needs to be um, robust with your text because Google reads. It doesn't really look at the pictures. The, the pictures are just there to hold space. But what it wants to see is it wants to have a great description of, of the post. So it needs to know who you are, what you do, and where you do it, and how that applies to the picture. And then that is really because you are trying to be found in your community or in wherever, whatever your territory is of your business. So this is a really great way to be descriptive of who you are, what you do, and where you do it. So you're just supposed to go on and just post interesting wordy posts about the products and services that you offer and then just sort of hope that Google's going to somehow magically find that and link back to your page. Well, there's a secret behind it. So well, tell um, us, tell us the secret. Tell Teresa. us the secret. So the secret sauce is the thing called metadata or exit data and what that is. So any picture that you ever take with a smartphone um, provides this automatically. And what it provides is the latitude and longitude of where the picture was taken, as well as the date. And sometimes it gives you the information of what type of device it was taken off of, whether it was an iPhone or an Android. And then from there, what you what we do is we can add metadata into the photograph. And so now we say that you are business X and you are in um, Y location and you do Z. So the more you can add into your, your metadata, the more than now Google is reading the picture. And so Google likes content, likes text. And what we can do, say, so say you want to draw in business from another area of town. And so what we do is, so we drop about 20 photos in a month into that area, of, into your Google My Business page. And what we do is we add metadata into the photograph that says that you do business in another location, um, a, a location that you're looking to um, break into or you're looking to grow into that area. And so with this metadata, we can add this information into your pictures and when people go in and Google, so when people are looking for something online, they Google um, business near me or something nearby, uh, whatever the business is. And how it comes up is the, the determining um, factor. So when you Google, when you, the, the consumer, Google something nearby, it's going to give you a five-mile radius around where you are. So what we're looking to do is to um, increase your visibility in that area by adding this metadata. So when now people Google um, business X nearby and you want to be found in that territory, 
by adding this metadata into your photographs, you are now coming up as, as a player in that area of town. And so Google will serve you up um, because they, you are using their product and you are um, filtering the, the metadata. So I, like I said, there were like three photos that existed there. I added like five more yesterday. I'm going to do 20 a month because I do what Teresa tells me because she's my new best friend. But here's the thing. I couldn't figure out how to do anything with the metadata. After, can, do I do this after I've uploaded the photos? Can I go in and change it? Is it something I have to do before I upload the photos? It's something you do before you upload the photos. Well, that was my first mistake. Yes. And it is something that um, you, it's basically like code. So you have to go in and, and add the code into the pictures. Um, so there's a lot behind it. You know, and another thing that's this, very this actually important. is starting to sound hard, Teresa. <laughs> is is there someone I could hire to do this? Absolutely, we we do provide this service to our clients. It is um, a very um, beneficial service to everybody. It's the first step to the platform of increasing your online awareness. So yes, this is something that we do provide for our clients. We provide more robust metadata photos to help you be found in any part of town that you wish to be doing business in. Okay, so I'm I'm not the most tech-savvy guy in the world, but I'm pretty good. So let's say that I have a photo on my laptop, and it's of me doing uh, a virtual MC, uh, an event for a live conference. And I want to add that out there, and I want to put metadata behind it that basically says virtual MC for live events, whatever. How do I even do that? So I've got the photo. What do I do? <laughs> it's it that is very um, detailed and that's even over my pay grade y'all <laughs> uh, that's why I have a team they they handle everything for me okay and um, the, the better your team is the better you are so well, that that's very true I was just wondering if there was a way I know I know a lot of people are like I don't want to pay somebody I want to half-ass my way through it that's sort of the motto of my business. Um, so I was just wondering if there was an easy way to, to do something. No, it, it's very, it's very in-depth and very detailed. And it's, it's kind of like writing code. So if, if you're a code writer, then I would be more than glad to, to give you the secret sauce. But um, it's definitely, if, if you know how to add metadata, and there's, you can Google that. We're back to Google. You know, and definitely there is out there, there is... Um, YouTube videos and trainings on how to add metadata. So I think it's easier just to hire Blue Bonnet. I think it is too. Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So uh, let's last thing. Uh, what else do we need to know about Google My Business? So we know that we need to have photos with some metadata. We should be having posts that are, are keyword rich that talk about what we do. Should we be putting a link in that post to like yes, a page on our website? You should definitely, the more links you have in your in your Google My Business page, the better it is, the more robust. You also need to have a bio in there. So you need to, and it needs to be very SEO driven about who you are, what you do, and where you do it. Those are the key three things, who you are, what you do, and where you do it. That is what you're trying to convey to your prospects for sure. Gotcha. So last Last tips on Google My Business for, for the average business person. What is there any other thing we should do? Um, and, and your reviews. You should be responding to your reviews. So anytime somebody writes you a Google review, it'll come up in your Google My Business page. And you should, whether it's good or bad, you should definitely, if it's good, go ahead and answer it right there um, online. But if it's, if it's, 
bad, you, the secret is you need to provide an email address or a phone number to take it offline. You don't want to sit there and have a back and forth with somebody that had a bad experience in your establishment. You want to take that offline and, and help them and, and provide so, them with. So if someone had a bad review, they could reply to it by saying, dear Becky, I'm sorry you had that experience. Please email me at or call me at these numbers. That way that yeah. person then responds to you directly and you're not having a war in in. Over the internet, yes, exactly. Because you don't want to hang your dirty laundry out there for sure. So that that is, but even and and it the, also the, to me that also shows that you're being responsive to other people who might see yes. it. It's like, wow, Becky complained. The first thing they did was said, "No, contact me directly." So in a way, you take the 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 details offline, and at the same time, you look super responsive. Is that right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And the quicker you respond, definitely the better. But so say it's a positive review. And so you want to respond back with you want to repeat back basically what they said. And so you want to say so say it's a pizza place and the people are like, this is the best darn pizza I've ever had. And you want to repeat back that, well, we are so glad you came into our pizza parlor and we are glad that you enjoyed the Supreme Deep Dish Pizza. That's our top seller. And we really appreciate you coming in and hope you can refer us to your to your um, friends and family. So you need to kind of repeat back who you are, what you do and where you do it. So, so those are awesome tips. And I'm going to move on from Google My Business because we, we have, you know, a 30, 35 minute show. Uh, but first, before I go into the next segment of what I want to ask you about, I have to thank the sponsor of this episode. So this episode, it is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly, they take the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. They set you up with the right equipment, training, and guidance to ensure that you sound amazing. Podfly does all the heavy lifting and that pesky technical work so that you can focus on creating great content, growing your audience, and interviewing really cool people like Teresa Touchstone. Hey, if you want to start a podcast, and I know, I know that some of you do, jump over to podfly.net slash cool things and check out the offer that they have for the listeners of this show. All right. So I promised there were two things we were going to cover. One was Google My Business and two was social media. That's another thing that your company offers as you do. uh, In addition to like website design and some other things, you guys also are uh, for hire to be social media managers. What does a social media manager and what do you do? Okay, so your social media is really the last piece of the pie that you want to look at, but it is very important as well. What we do, and a lot of people, a lot of marketing companies say, um, we will post five times a week for you for X amount of money, but we don't really take that approach. What we say is that we will manage your accounts and we will make sure... First, before we ever do a post, we want to make sure everything is congruent, everything is just like it should be, everything is SEO robust. So there is a lot of back work that happens. Um, So the two platforms that we really focus on are Facebook and Instagram. And so on, and they're two different animals, even though they are owned by the, Facebook owns both of them. So, but um, on, on your Instagram, the most important thing that you are doing is hashtags and you might find it crazy, but Instagram, you can use up to 30 hashtags 
and they want to see all 30. <laughs> it's, it's a huge, it's a huge undergoing on figuring out the hashtag world, but um, the hashtags need to be, and that is really where most of our work goes into your um, Instagram page is um, discovering hashtags that are relevant to you and that are, you want some broad, wide ranged hashtags, like um, we're going to go back to the pizza idea. So like um, pizza parlor, hashtag pizza parlor. But um, if you do hashtag pizza, that's a really huge, broad range. And so, yes, tens of thousands of people use that hashtag. But as soon as they post that, tens of thousands of people are posting yeah, on top pushed, of that. It gets pushed way down. Yeah. You, nobody yeah, ever sees it. Right? The flood. So you need to really... Um, um, drill down and, and find more local um, hashtags that are, are are appropriate for your business. And then do you want a hashtag for your business? Like, do I want hashtag Tom Singer? Sure. Absolutely. You want to hashtag your business. So, um, you know, hashtag um, Tom Singer, sing, singer, speaker in Austin, Texas. Oh, really? Um, so like yeah. a long, like a long personalized hashtag. Yeah. Yeah, you can add in. It doesn't have to be just a short, quick. Um, you can add in and really to, to drill down and provide where you do what you do is is very important to be found. So the one thing and, and tell me if this is a, a good idea or a bad idea. But the one thing I was told is because you can use up to 30 and because they do like it when you use more. Uh, I stored in Evernote. I stored uh, a list of yep. hashtags. So I can just copy and paste. If I'm doing a business post, I have one. Right. If I'm doing a meetings industry post, I have a list. If I'm doing a, uh, yes. a podcast oriented one, I have a list so that is it okay to use the same hashtags over and over, or do you want to vary them up? You want to vary them up and you want to mix them up and, and move them around. If you're just continuously posting the same 30 hashtags now, um, Instagram is going to say that possibly you're a bot. Right. And so, they so, so what I was told is it's a good idea to have like 20 of them in a, in a, in a Evernote thing and then add a few more and add them at the front in the middle or at the end so that it changes up. the, the Yes. And, and the hashtags can be used anywhere in your post. It doesn't just have to be at the end. Like you can use it as a word in, in your, like, um, like, um, food drive. You know, you can, as you say that in the sentence, you can hashtag food drive right. as, as opposed to just write the word. So the hashtags can be anywhere in your post. It does not have to be at the bottom, but it is very important. So important on Instagram to have as many hashtags that are relevant as possible, but to change them up. Yeah. So you should have like 60 um, hashtags for each thing that you provide to your clients. Right. And, and then from there, depending on what you're posting about, then you, you decide which hashtags you're going to use. All right. So for people who aren't going to hire you, sorry, they exist for people yeah. who are going to try and do their social media themselves. What are the biggest mistakes people make? Um, the, okay. Here's some big mistakes. So um, let's move over to Facebook. So a lot of people do the whole, they post on Instagram and then they share it over to Facebook or um, either way. It usually goes Instagram to Facebook, but here's where you get in trouble because Facebook doesn't like hashtag. They, they say, you know, okay, we'll take a couple of them. Really Facebook prefers no hashtag, but if you, if you feel you must one or two at the most, so if you are that person that's posting on Instagram and then sharing over to 
Facebook, you definitely need to go in and edit your posts and take out all those hashtags and just post two that are the best drilled down hashtags that you can provide. Nice. What? Give me another. I'm sure people make a lot of mistakes. Give me another mistake. So, okay, here's another mistake. So YouTube is owned by Google and Facebook and Instagram are their own entity. And, and they hate Google. And they don't like each other. You are spot on, darling. That is for sure. Um, Facebook does not like Google at all. And so Google's like, hmm, we don't really care for you either. So a very important thing is if you are doing Facebook video, uh, YouTube videos, do not take and share that video to Facebook or Instagram. But it's so Look. much easier, Teresa. I, I do it all the time. The link, it automatically, they don't hate them enough that they don't populate it. You yeah. drop in the code and they, they put it all in for you. It's so easy. I know. It, it does make it so easy. But do you want to be found is the question. So um, what you really need to do is upload to YouTube and then upload to Facebook. And, and the not- same thing is actually true for LinkedIn. LinkedIn prefers native video that has been uploaded, yes. either, either filmed through them or uploaded directly to them versus a YouTube Absolutely. link. Absolutely. Yes. All, all the platforms prefer for things to be given to them um, organically original as opposed to being shared from another platform. Because even though they are all the internet, the platforms do not all like each other. Right, right. All right. So that cousin from the other side of the tracks. So we've talked about a couple of mistakes. What are a couple of things besides the hashtag thing? What are a couple of things people doing their own social media should immediately do? Like on my next post, what should I do? Okay, here's a great tip. A lot of people do not know that events can be used for more than events. So like, let, 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 let's talk about this. So Facebook has a button that's like events. Like if you're yep. planning a cocktail party or a networking event, you can post it in events. I've, I've done that. I've seen that. What do you mean I can yep. do it for something that's not an event? I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> yes, this is this is new to everybody. And, and a lot of people do not think about this. But what you can use events for is say you um, sell, you do gift cards. So you can use an event to let your your um, customers know that you can purchase a gift card through them. And, and so, so many different, it doesn't have to be an event. It could be that you donate to something or it could be, and the beauty of the events is once you create an event, then it creates a post for you. Creates the post. Do they give a little extra, little, a little extra Facebook juice to that? A little oomph oomph to that for sure. Yes. Because Facebook, again, is looking at you using their tool and they do give preferential treatment to you using that that event um, more than just for because so many people think it's just events. Yeah, but I I would have never thought of doing anything other than an event with the event button promoting you could be you could promote your podcast you could promote you know it it doesn't have to be even though a podcast is an event but um there are so many different things that you can promote through the events and that is one piece of the pie that a lot of people don't use or don't even realize that they should be using and how it works so my podcast birthday is coming up at the end of the month so maybe Yay. maybe I'll I'll do some sort of an event that promotes. Yes, the do a, a birthday party for sure, or anniversary or yes, you definitely need to. Um, that's a great way to get that that information out, and then it benefits you as well to use an event. All right, I mean I could just continue to ask you questions like this because people love free advice and and all that. So one more social media tip, and then we're going to find out how people can find you 
because it's probably just easier to hire you than do all this shit themselves. <laughs> well, I think that for sure. Um, so one more tip, your cover photo should be definitely have a call to action on it. And if you can. So the cover a, photo is the banner at the top of all of the yes. social media uh, platforms. Exactly. So it, it is important to, you know, to use all the real estate the best way you can. And so that is a huge piece of real estate at the top of the page where you should definitely be telling people who you are, what you do and how they can benefit from you. So you need some kind of call to action on your, on your cover banner. So real quick, if anybody wants to go take a look, you can look on either my Twitter account, which is just at Tom Singer, or you can look on LinkedIn. And I actually redid my, my cover photo and I did it with actually my phone number on it because uh, like LinkedIn doesn't let you post a phone number and, and some other stuff. And it doesn't necessarily have that call to action, but it talks because I have two careers. I, I work in executive search and then I have my speaking and my podcasting world. I use terms that could kind of go like business strategist and some things that could go into both both lanes of my life. And there's a picture of me giving my TEDx talk. And since I changed that banner, I've had several dozen people say, wow, I like your banner, which means if nothing else, that means people are noticing when you're doing something different than just like a picture of the skyline. Oh my. And that is so true. And then, and then here's the last tip I'm going to give you. You well, should bo be bonus, bonus tip, bonus tip, <laughs> bonus tip. You should be changing it. It shouldn't be the same thing. You should mix it up like every quarter, like create a new one and, and again, still have that call to action in there, but use a different picture with it. Hmm. And, and like you said, look how many people reached out to you and, and noticed that you had changed it and said, I, I was surprised how many people liked it. And, and I paid someone to do it. It wasn't me just, you know, noodling around myself. And as soon as I put it up, like I was just getting like direct messages from people who said, you know, maybe some of them were asking me another question, but a couple of them were just like, wow, I like, you know, how, where did you do that? Or how did you do that? Yeah. And, and then, and that's a great way to create conversation. And a little extra bonus tip from me, when you're creating that, that banner that goes across the top, you also have to look at how does it size for your computer and your phone? Cause they also have your profile picture, that circle, and that circle will cover up your call to action if you don't put it in the right place. That is so important. Yes. Always be mindful of where you're putting it. Also your sizing because um, the, your, your cover photo and your cover banner are two different things and they come in two different sizes. Absolutely. So you need to be mindful of that. All right. Teresa, how do people find you and Blue Bonnet Visual Branding? So you can go, you can Google me, Blue Bonnet Visual Branding. You can go to my website, which you can break down to bluebvb.com, or you can type out the full Blue Bonnet Visual Branding. Um, that is the best way to find us. We are also on LinkedIn. So you, um, multiple ways. Uh, my phone number is 512-557-4900. Feel free to call me anytime. I am more than glad to just have a conversation and see how I can help you. And then from there, we offer a free 30-minute webinar with anybody. And it's kind of a strategy planning session. We go through and we give you all the tips and tricks that you should be doing and what you should be doing to get what you are looking to do. And so we give you all that information. And then we, just, we let you either decide that you can come on board and let us do it for you, or you can take our information and do it yourself. 
Well, I so, mean, just what you shared today. I mean, there's really actionable stuff that that, yeah. that executives can do or have someone in their company do uh, to make sure that that they're they're taking it up at least a notch. Uh, and if you want to go up lots of notches, you can hire a professional like Teresa. Yeah, and, and right now people are not driving around looking for businesses with the situation that we're in in the world. People are going online and googling, and so if your Google presence is not super robust. You are not going to get found, and that is not a good thing. That's right. So we're titling this episode, Google My Business with Teresa Touchstone. Uh, you need to go make sure that you're Googling your business and that you've taken advantage of that and that you're managing your social media, et cetera. Teresa, thank you for being on the show. Tom, I am so grateful, and this has been such a pleasure to visit with you. You are a very interesting person yourself. <laughs> and thank you to everybody who tuned in. I say it every episode if it wasn't for the audience. We wouldn't have a podcast. If you don't listen, why would we do the show? Uh, audience is growing since we changed the name to Making Waves at Sea Level. We've started to get more uh, listeners. So go tell some friends because uh, everyone who finds the show tells me they heard about it from word of mouth. So uh, if you know somebody uh, right now, go and tell them. I'm waiting. All right. Thank you for telling them uh, and come back in a couple of days where we'll have an interview uh, with somebody just as interesting and just as cool as Teresa Touchstone. And you're thinking, how is that possible? But we always do it. And in the meantime, go out there and make some waves of your own. Uh, make sure that your career ladder is against the right wall. Don't climb your career ladder and find out it was in the wrong place. While you're out there, try some new things and have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Making Waves at Sea Level podcast. Without your listening to these in-depth conversations, there would be no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter and Instagram at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.